on this episode of the Field Quiver Outdoors podcast, which just so happens to be releasing on the cusp of Halloween, it's all about death. Well, not really, but kind of. I'm talking outdoor bucket lists this week. What are they? Tips for making and documenting your own? With some ideas of goals you may want to include in yours. I'm even bringing out my bucket list and going over its structure and a few of the specific achievements that I have on it. You may already have your own list, or you may think that the concept is straightforward enough that you don't need this podcast to help you create one, but keep listening anyway. You may just pick up on some ideas about documenting your list for your kids or grandkids to discover once you are gone. You might also hear some goals to pursue that you haven't thought about before, or even one or two random facts of little relevance to everyday life. I hope you're ready to fill your quiver with God in the great outdoors, because it's time to hit the trail. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Field Quiver Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Jody T., and it's my goal to help you fill your quiver with God in the great outdoors. As the intro said, this episode is about creating an outdoor bucket list. But before we get into it, make sure you go ahead and click the follow, subscribe, and notification icons on whatever platform you're listening through. As always, if you like the content, be sure to tell somebody about the show and leave us a review. If you don't like anything or have anything in particular that you'd like me to cover, or if there's somebody you'd like me to reach out to about an interview that you think would be a good fit for the show, just let me know. You can shoot me an email at jody at fieldquiveroutdoors.com, or you can reach me through the contact us forms on fieldquiveroutdoors.com. Now, in addition to reviews and telling others about the show, there's a couple of other ways that you can support the show. The first and most important for me, anyway, is prayer. Pray for the show and myself. The other way is financially through donations or purchasing some of the swag that you can find at fieldquiveroutdoors.com. Now, just the last little bit of housekeeping for this week is to let you know that starting with the next episode, hopefully, if everything goes to plan anyway, you will be able to not only listen listen to new episodes, but you'll also be able to watch them. Starting in two weeks, when the next episode drops, you'll be able to watch the episodes on our YouTube channel, which means you need to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel and turn on those notifications in addition to following the show on the outlet that you're currently listening on. Now, in addition to being able to watch the podcast, I'm also working on recording some reviews and other just-for-fun videos that will be going up periodically over the next few weeks as well. And if not the first of those videos, one of the first videos will actually be related to today's episode, where I will be doing a video showing you my personal bucket list. It's, It's really more of a journal, is the manner in which I keep mine, but... I'll get into that here at the end of the episode. So now let's talk bucket list. Now, I think that it's only appropriate that before we dive into structuring an outdoors bucket list and some ideas of what to include in an outdoor bucket list and how to document your achievements on an outdoor bucket list, that we talk a little bit about what a bucket list is. Now, I'm sure a lot of the listeners are familiar with the movie The Bucket List from 2007 that had 
Jack Nicholas, not Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholson, excuse me, and Morgan Freeman is the two main characters in it, going out on all these adventures, trying to check off uh, a to-do list, uh, which was dubbed a bucket list, uh, before they died. Now, nobody really knows when the specific phrase bucket list was first uttered. Now, <clears throat> there are a lot of opinions and theories that this movie is actually the origin point of this phrase. Now, just backing up a little bit more, and as I mentioned in the intro, this may be one of those little tidbits of uh, random facts of little relevance to everyday life for you, but they may be interesting. But the reason that it's a bucket list and not a life list comes from the uh, saying to kick the bucket. Now, we have heard this. This phrase has been around for hundreds of years. Uh, etymologists have several theories about where that came from, and I'm just going to give you a couple of those. They don't know which one is actually correct. Either way, it doesn't really matter. If you say kick the bucket or bucket list, most everybody in at least Western society is probably going to know what you're talking about but i'm just going to mention briefly these uh four theories the first of which is that bucket is derived from an old french word uh, which is actually spelled uh, b-u-q-u-e-t now when i tried to search this up search this up look this up and starting to talk like my three-year-old uh anyway <clears throat> I digress. Let's get back to it. Uh, I would assume that it was pronounced bucket uh, and not bouquet. But whenever I would try to find the origin of the old French term spelled in that manner, I would always change it to bouquet, you know, which is the normal what we think of every day when we hear bouquet, which is flowers. Now, in old French, this word allegedly meant uh, a uh, board that was used to hang slaughtered animals from. Again, I couldn't confirm this one because of the word. I, I couldn't find any history on that word relating to that definition. Now, very similarly, uh, there is another term, which was a butcher's uh, gimbal that was a curved piece of wood that the hocks or feet of slaughtered pigs would be attached to and then hoisted for them to butcher it. Now, that was referred to as a bucket in slang. That is where the majority of the theories I read go back to. <clears throat> However, there were two others that I just want to mention briefly. One is whenever a uh, Catholic individual died, then friends and family visiting 
would be able to obtain holy water from a bucket that was placed at the feet of the deceased to sprinkle the body. So again, deceased individual with a bucket at their feet for the purposes of sprinkling them with Catholic holy water. And the last one is one that probably makes the most sense to most folks uh, if you're just going down the list. But it is in reference to suicides by hanging in, in which people would stand on a bucket and then they would kick it away out from under them after they had the noose tied around their neck and they were ready to go ahead and uh, kill themselves. Again, there's no agreement about which one is actually correct, but it's just for some folks that, that like knowing uh, random useless facts, there you go. Now, a lot of times people will think about extravagant, hard-to-accomplish, uh, or just simply once-in-a-lifetime type events when it comes to what to include on a bucket list. Now, it doesn't have to be any of these, although it would be, be foolish of anyone to expect none of these types of items to be included on a list that fall under one of these categories. <clears throat> Now, I would say that in regard to a bucket list, it should not include everyday activities or everyday events. Uh, that, that should just go without saying. I'm just going to leave that one there. And if you want to include stuff that you do on a daily basis, that's fine. That's on you. It's your list. Do whatever you want to with it. But now that we've talked a little bit about what exactly an outdoor bucket list is, well, we haven't talked about outdoor bucket list, but a bucket list in general. Now, obviously, our show is focused on God and the great outdoors. And with our focus being on an outdoor bucket list, you can have your own bucket list that has everything from career goals to things that you want to help your kids achieve. But what we'll be focused on is a separate list that is comprised entirely of outdoor and nature related activities let's talk about how to build your list what are some considerations that you should have in creating a list of your own what should you include well one thing that you can do is you can come up with a list of everything that you can think of that you want to do just sit down and have a brainstorming session uh, I actually saw one article that was in regard to Bucket List. They called it a dreamstorming session. Just everything that you can dream of that you would like to do in life, write it down. Now, I would say if you're going to do it this way, limit yourself to a set amount of time in which you're going to be focused on this. Maybe five minutes, ten minutes at a time. Go do something else, come back spend another five or ten minutes, work on your list. Do it over a period of a couple of days or even a, a couple of weeks. Now, when you come up with this list, after you've decided however long you want to work on it, if it's just one session, you just sit down and write everything down you think of, and once you start drawing a blank, that's going to be your list that you're working with, that's cool. If you want to wait and do it a little bit every day, and after about a week or two, 
you want to take this next step, that's perfectly fine too. But your next step is to go down this list and call anything that is truly unrealistic. You're wanting to include items that you will be able to pursue with some probability, even if it's a very minimal possibility that you'll be able to actually accomplish it. Once you've gone through your list and removed the things that you know there are no way you will ever be able to accomplish these things, then go ahead and make them in a list form. But go back and look through your list and ensure that you have some of some of the following included in your list. And if not, have another brainstorming session and try and come up with some more ideas that fill the categories that are lacking in your list. And they're, they're simple categories, but think of some long-term and short-term goals that you can pursue. As far as long-term, think about something that you have to spend time preparing for or even create something that has short-term goals which build up to achieving that long-term goal. And when I discuss my personal bucket list, I'll go over one of the items that's on my bucket list. It's a long-term goal, but it has multiple short-term goals, which I have to achieve in order to accomplish that long-term goal. Now, as far as a short-term goal is concerned, this could be something that you could do the next day, in theory, if, if you had some free time and wanted to go out and check something off of your list. And not to get ahead of myself with examples, but just one example of something that could be a short-term goal is if you live close enough to the coast to drive for a day trip, then drive to the coast and try and catch a particular uh, slam or grand slam in fishing and angling. Now, some other things to include that should be considered, one of which is what would qualify as a morale booster, that it requires some work but they're relatively easy to check off. Now, that could be something like the short term, such as going, going out and trying to catch a, a, a slam, a, a specific slam, uh, the next opportunity that you have to go fishing. Or it could be something else that's going to take a little bit of prep work. Or you have to wait, say, if it's a particular season. Uh, we'll, we'll just go with turkey. Uh, here in South Carolina, uh, we only have turkey season in the spring. If you set a goal to uh, bag your first turkey with a bow, then obviously you've got to wait for it. That's not necessarily a short term. It's October now. You've got to wait until spring to go. So it's not something you can do right now, 
but if you're already uh, efficient in archery and you know how to call in a turkey, then that for you could be a morale booster that you include on your list. For somebody else, it could be uh, <clears throat> running in an off-road marathon or an ultra marathon. If you're already in good shape, then you could go out and complete one today, but depending on the one that you want to sign up for, you might have to wait you know, a few months or even until next year if the one you want to do just passed then you have to wait to accomplish it. But it's something that you know that you're capable of accomplishing whenever the opportunity arises. <clears throat> now, make it a well-rounded list. Don't just include places that you'd like to go and see, places that you'd like to go and camp. Be more specific. For example, instead of just writing, see the Grand Canyon, Go a step further, put raft in the Grand Canyon or hike a trail in the Grand Canyon. Make it more than just seeing or observing. Make it a full-fledged experience. Now, it doesn't just have to be physical. Make some of these items on your list so that they will improve you intellectually. Learn something. Make something on your list the goal to learn something. Learn to identify all of the, I don't know, uh, all of the native berry bushes in the state where you live. I, I don't know. I know I'm just grasping at straws at this point, just trying to think of something off the top of my head. But sign up for a class. If you've always had an interest in wilderness survival, if you like watching alone, um, shows like that, Lost, um, <clears throat> sign up to take a wilderness survival class. Learn something that makes you better uh, mentally and physically. Also, don't neglect the spiritual side of things. Uh, do things that will help you grow closer to God. Um, maybe, uh, something that you put on your list could be find a new pond that you've never been on, take your canoe to it, paddle out in the middle and stay in the canoe until you finished writing a devotion for your kids. I don't know. It could be anything. Just keep it well-rounded. And the last thing to mention as far as what you can include on your list is now this one may get some folks shaking their head or some disagreement and that's cool that's fine but don't be afraid to include things that you have already accomplished put some things that you've already done that are once in a lifetime activities that you may never get to do again that you think were just awesome that you don't want to forget about, that you want to be able to tell stories to your kids and grandkids about. Nothing's off the table. Remember, this is your list. You can include whatever you want on it. It can be as simple or as complex of a list as you would like. Now that we've got some of the considerations about what types of things 
to include on the list, let's talk about tracking your list. Most folks, when they think of a bucket list, especially if they're thinking back to the movie, is it's a simple checklist. You've got a piece of paper with these goals that you have written down, and as you accomplish them, you put a line through them. You strike them off. Now, you can check them off. You can strike them through as you complete them. You know, it's not a big deal. The, these are things that you want to do once. Once you've done them, you're good. You're happy. You could take it one step further and do a dated checklist. <clears throat> now, this is uh, in line with how I do my checklist personally. What I do and what you can do if you choose to go this route is leave space just before each item on your list. Just enough room where you can write the date that you accomplished that particular goal. You can be as specific with this date as you want. You can put the date, the month, the year. You can put the day of the week if you want to. Or you can just put the month and the year or just the year. Now, whatever you choose, again, it's up to you. Remember, and you'll have... You'll be hearing this a lot because I'm going to keep reiterating this throughout this episode. This is your list. You do whatever you want to with it. But you can go beyond a simple checklist or a dated checklist and make a journal out of your outdoors bucket list. And the way you can do this is as you complete each item, excuse me, keep a journal detailing how you completed that particular goal. Feel free to use as much or as little detail as you would like. It it can be in a, like a spiral bound notebook or one of those composition books or three ring binder, or you can buy a leather bound journal if you want. This is this is your thing again. You do you. You can do it digitally if you would like. Just at the beginning, you would make your list on the first few pages of what you're wanting to do. And then as you check those items off, you'd flip back to the blank pages at the back of your journal. And you just write what happened, how you did it, when you did it. Again, as much or as little detail as you want. Now, the last thing to talk about in terms of considerations for creating your outdoor bucket list is keep it organic and let it grow. Don't just come up with a one-and-done list. If you do this, that's fine, if you want to. But once you complete everything on your list, if you're able to, then you have nothing else to work towards unless you make another list. Now, I will say, don't necessarily remove an item that you keep on your list after you've culled certain things. Once you start working on achieving the items on your list, don't don't delete anything. Leave it there. Even if it becomes unachievable for you, at a certain point, you know there's no way you will ever possibly be able to accomplish that. Leave it there and modify it. 
change it around a little bit so that it is something that you could accomplish. Another thing you can do is once you've completed an item, add another item, R2, R3. Come up with your own rules for how you'll keep your list alive and growing. Now, in addition to adding items every time you complete something, pick one or more days a year that every year on that date, you'll add an item that you want to accomplish. Now, these can be items that you want to accomplish within the next 365 days, or it can just be a new item that you want to add that you want to work towards accomplishing at some point in life. But as far as the items that you would like to accomplish within the next year from that date specifically, here's a couple of suggestions for you to think about. How about a birthday item? January 1st. Folks are all about resolutions. Why not resolve to accomplish something on your outdoor bucket list before the end of December 31st of that year. Pick another day that has some significance to you and use that date every year to add something to your list. Now, two other things to think about that you could do that I actually hadn't considered until I came up with this, uh, the, the notes for this episode, and this is something that I'm going to start doing as these dates roll around uh, over the next year. But on your anniversary, pick something that you would like to accomplish with your spouse within the next 365 days. Do it with your kids or your grandkids on their birthdays. Pick something that you want to do with them over the next year before their next birthday rolls around and make it a point to see it through. Make sure it's something that's simplistic enough that your kid, if they're young especially, is able to do it with you. But make it meaningful so that they'll have the memories. Not only will you have the memories. Use that even to help them start their own bucket list. Let them pick what goes on your bucket list on their birthdays or your anniversary. Again, those are just some thoughts and suggestions. Now, before I break out my bucket list and talk about how I have it set up and some of the items on it, I'm going to go ahead and give you a few examples uh, of some of the items that popped up when... I searched for outdoor bucket list items. Now, there are lots and lots and lots of ideas. If you just go on to the Internet and search for outdoor bucket list ideas. I took 25. Most of these are from... My online searches over the last week from several different lists, but I've also sprinkled in a few out of my list as well. But just to read them off again, these are just 25 
for example. And you'll notice that some of these, depending on where you live, might be something that you do every day. But depending on where you're from, this might be an item that you have to save up for and take a vacation in order to be able to achieve. So, as I've said, I don't know how many times throughout this episode, this is your list. Take these as ideas and then form them around your interest and your abilities to create your own outdoors bucket list. But first up, this is one that most folks would expect to be on an outdoor bucket list, and that is to ascend Mount Everest. I mean, what outdoorsman would not love to accomplish that feat? If it's not realistic for you that that's not something you'll ever be able to pursue, I mean, you can still put it on your list, but just know, you you know going into it, the items that it's going to take winning the lottery that you don't play and magically gaining skill sets and abilities that you don't possess to accomplish these tasks. But again, it's your list. You do what you want with it. Number two up, we have open air camp under the northern lights. Now, this one's actually a modification. This is actually something I added to my list looking up uh, these ideas. The original example was to go hunting somewhere under the northern lights. Up next, we have chill a drink in a trout stream. See the Grand Canyon. Rappel off of a canyon. Teach yourself orienteering. Now, if you notice there, it's not learn orienteering. It's teach yourself orienteering. You can go take a class if you want, but you could also teach it to yourself, some of these things. Go to Alaska. Duck hunt in Arkansas. Participate in a traditional mounted fox hunt. Spend an entire day, and by entire day, let's think work day, eight hours or more fishing only with a bait caster and not once have a bird's nest. Now, if you put that on your list and you go out in a boat and you cast one time and then you just sit in the boat for the rest of the seven hours and 59 minutes, that's between you and God. But if you tell anybody else that, they're going to know you cheated. All right, number 12, complete the assault on Mount Mitchell cycling event. That's something that's familiar to folks in the cycling community in South Carolina, North Carolina. But if you're into cycling, that's that's kind of a cool, cool feat to pursue. Number 13 is run an ultramarathon. Visit all of the state parks in your current or native state. If, if you've moved from where you were born and raised, maybe whenever you go home to visit, if you get to go home and visit, Work towards checking off all the state parks uh, where you're from. Find your own wild-growing snack on a hunting, fishing, or hiking trip. Number 17, actually 16, excuse me. I'm skipping, I skipped one because I'm saving it for last. Learn to make fire 
using only materials that you can find outside in nature. Now, if you really want to push it, then I understand that that severely limits the materials that you could use. But just think about how great it would feel to say that you were able to accomplish that. Take a week-long canoe trip. Self-supported week-long canoe trip. Everything that you need for that week, you pack into that canoe. Make a bird feeder and grow the sunflowers to get the seeds to fill it with. Learn and be able to locate constellations. Learn how to forage for mushrooms. Observe all 50 states' state birds. Now this one, if you wanted, you could make it a little bit more challenging and say that you're going to observe all 50 states' state birds in their respective states. Now these next two are going back to what I mentioned before I started off with the list. Depending on where you live, this could be something that you could do on any weekend or any given day of the week. But bear in mind, we don't all live close to the locations where you can actually do these things. I'm blessed to live in an area that's about a two-hour drive from the ocean, two-hour drive from the mountains, depending on if I go east or west. That's not the case for the vast majority of the country, though. But at number 23, we have whitewater rafting. 24 is swim in the ocean. Stay in a mountain bothy, bothy in Scotland. Now this, I have no idea. I probably butchered the pronunciation. That's actually something that I've added to my list that I discovered while uh, doing research for, the, for this episode. It seems kind of neat. Um, if you're familiar with what that is, cool. If not, look it up. Uh, it is the spelling for that to help you out with looking it up is B-O-T-H-Y. And I'll actually include a link in the description of this episode to a website of a group that actually maintains uh, these locations. But basically, it's a little cabin that you can stay in. And from what I was reading, they are free. You can just stay overnight in these places out in the middle of nowhere in Scotland uh, in other countries. But the ones I found were specifically uh, in Scotland, the ones that I looked at. And the next to last item that I have on this list is to incorporate native plants into your landscape that will support wildlife. It can be uh, different pollinator flowers for, for bees or to attract butterflies or hummingbirds, or if you want, plant berry bushes that are native to your region, and you can attract more birds in, uh, in addition to other types of wildlife that, that may live in your area. But the last item on this list is definitely going to be a stretch for many, but and probably not want to be pursued uh, by many, but 
prepare and serve a Thanksgiving dinner that consists of dishes whose main ingredient or primary ingredients were harvested by you in the wild, specifically the meat that you serve, uh, the turkey. Go turkey hunting that year. Keep it in the keep one of them in the freezer until Thanksgiving. Let that be your turkey that year. Go out into the wild, gather different nuts or or berries and mushrooms that are growing throughout the year. Find ways, learn of ways to preserve them, so that they will uh, remain edible at Thanksgiving. But let your dishes that you serve, their main ingredients be from the wild one year now if your family that would be dining with you is anything like my kids i would probably be the only one eating it that year but hey that's fine more for me right so without further ado the moment you have all not probably been waiting for i'm gonna crack open my bucket list now, let me get it over here. Now, my bucket list, what I use for my outdoor bucket list is actually a right-in-the-rain binder. It is, let's see if I can read this item number. I've had it for years. I've, I've had this thing for over 11, 12 years, so I, I don't know if they even still make this particular model or not. But it is item number, looks like C is in Charlie, 9200. And actually, I will go ahead and look that up and see if they still make that while I'm talking about it. But uh, like I said, it is just one of their binders. It has the smaller pages in it. They are, this holds the refill pages that are, uh, let's see, they are four and five eighths inches by seven inches, if I'm looking at this correctly. But it does appear that they still manufacture this particular half-inch ring binder uh, cover. Now, that item number was apparently for the cover, but uh, the binder fits into it. Um, <clears throat> and I'll do a video on this so you can actually see it. But it is was originally one of the tan ones, uh, or coyote depending on how technical you want to be but i actually dyed it a green color and put one of the gospel fly lapel pins on the outside of it so because i have several of these and they're all the same color but that lapel pin helps me identify that this is my bucket list notebook but as i said they are still available the nice thing about this and the reason i use this one as my main list is I can add and remove pages. Um, right now, I'm actually still in the process of converting everything over to this notebook because I'm bad about starting in one notebook and then moving through three others, and they all have different things in them. So I'm working on condensing down into this one notebook, but I've actually distinguished my list from the journal pages by having green pages for the actual list and then the journal articles like i mentioned earlier in the episode that you could do if you so choose to uh, document your achievements 
or in the tan or coyote again whatever color you want to refer to it as now my list right now is fairly short in this particular journal but i'll just go ahead and read just a few of the things that i have listed uh, i have uh, complete an scdnr black bass slam uh, complete a turkey grand slam a bag of turkey with a recurve or long bow catch a uh, brook trout in South Carolina with a fly I tied because that is a native species here in South Carolina. Uh, catch a double-digit largemouth. I have a couple that involve going hunting with my uh, and being successful on hunts with my grandfather's shotgun. Uh, some of the items that I've checked off, I'll just go with three of these are... Uh, learn how to tie a fly lure, which I accomplished in June, and I have the date here, so I know exactly when it was. It was June 24th, 2023, and catch a Bartram's bass in South Carolina waters with a fly tide, which was also June 24th, 2023, because I did both of those when I attended the Bartram's bass red eye clinic earlier this year, which actually the first episode of this podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, is all about that that workshop and one of the other items that's on this list i remember it was in the fall of 2003 but i do not recall the specific date and i'm not even sure which month it was it was it would have either been august or september because it was right after i started college my first year of college i attended texas tech and we went on a BSM outing, and we were able to repel in a canyon. And I was able to. I actually just so happened to have my own repelling harness with me that I was able to use. So <clears throat> I'm not going to say it was nicer than the harnesses that they had, but the way it was set up, it actually has a ring on the rear of it so that you could repel. Uh, at the time, we called it. Uh, Aussie style where you're repelling essentially walking straight down the canyon as opposed to what most people think of when they think of repelling where you're looking up towards what you're moving away from with your back going down towards the ground um, and the cool thing about that memory is that because I just happened to have that harness in my vehicle at the time that there are a lot of guys that at first didn't want to do it they were nervous about doing it until i did it and then they actually ended up if i'm remembering correctly and i don't i hate to miss misremember because I, at the time i wasn't documenting things because i mean that wasn't on a bucket list i didn't even have a bucket list then but they actually let guys go more than what they had planned to allow us to repel so that more people could use my harness to go down that Aussie style once once they saw that it was actually safe to do it and they wanted to do it to say they had done it now as far as one other item that I want to mention that goes along with the long-term goals that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that have multiple sub goals that have to be met in order to have an overall accomplishment 
one of the items on my list is to hunt and or fish in all 50 states. Now, if you already hunt or fish, then whatever state you currently live in is basically your center space on a bingo card. Just go ahead and write default instead of a date if if you want, if this is an item that's on your list. That's effectively what I've done. I mean, I've been fishing in South Carolina since I was a kid, hunting in South Carolina since high school. Um, I don't remember the specific first date that I actually participated in either of those activities in South Carolina. Now, uh, just as an example, uh, when we went with our church group to uh, New Orleans, Louisiana this summer for the Southern Baptist Convention's annual meeting, uh, there were uh, three of us that took our fishing equipment. We bought the out-of-state licenses. We happened to stay at the Bayou Signet, 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 apologize folks from louisiana for mispronouncing but we stayed at the state park right outside of new orleans uh, in one of the floating cabins which was cool if you have the opportunity as a little side pitch uh check it out it, it was pretty cool um and, and cheap for the size of the cabin and what it was included but anyway um we took our fishing tackle we took a couple poles uh and 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 some lures and we fished in the evenings after the sessions for a little bit. And now I personally ended up not catching anything, but uh, one of the guys that went, his son did catch one. I actually think he might have caught two bass, and uh, there was a gar that was also caught, uh, unfortunately none by me, but you know we were catch and release anyway. But that i have that date down under my fish column so i have three columns i have the state hunt and fish and beside in each of the columns i already have the states down in alphabetical order as i either hunt or fish in that state i'll write the date that i do that particular activity now if there's a range of dates that's that's fine you can put a range if you want again your list you do it how you want I'm just putting the first of the dates that I do that. So with us, we were there for three days, and I just put the first date that we actually fished while we were down there. Now, I enjoy keeping logs or journals, if you will, of all of the outdoor activities I do anyway. But as far as my log for this particular goal of hunting and fishing in all 50 states, I am documenting it in my book, in my journal. But what I'm doing is essentially a Cliff Notes version for each state in each activity. So it is about a half a page for Louisiana. I put the dates that I fished, uh, the range of dates that I fished, where it was, uh, specifically uh, the state park. Uh, that was in West Wego, Louisiana, and that it was in the uh, Marcello Canal. Again, I apologize, uh, Louisiana folks, if I'm mispronouncing any of that. Um, but this is this is what I put in my bucket list journal. And again, this is not as detailed as the log from uh, what I have. Actually, a little bit more 
detail about the specific event the specific trip but i put a group from church stayed in a floating cabin here when attending the 2023 sbc annual meeting uh max christopher and i fished in the evenings i got skunked christopher called a couple of bass and max called a gar saw lots of alligators that tried to eat our bait and max's bait fish light and we actually also had a large gator eat a small gator next to the cabin while we were fishing on one of these days. That's the Cliff Notes uh, description that I have in my journal. And at the very bottom, just for me, uh, because I would be interested if I were to ever go back to Louisiana in the future, what it would, what the price difference what the price increase to get a fishing license is. Uh, it is uh, for a five-day out-of-state freshwater license was $30 plus a $5 online fee is, is what I paid. Now, again, you can put as much detail, as little detail, or no detail, not even keep a journal. It's up to you. Um, another thing just all, that I just want to note about my particular bucket list journal is uh, regarding the two items that I was able to check off both on June 24th. The way I have those items documented in the journal portion of my bucket list book is I have the date at the very top, and then I have, I've drawn a box, put a check mark in each one so that I know in the event that it took up more space than one line. If I had to go down two lines, I'd know where each item starts the description but i have learned to tie a fly lure with a box and a check mark beside that and catch bartram's bass and sc waters with a fly tied in a box or with a box and a check mark in it beside that and what i what i do is all of the items and goals that i achieve in one trip at one time if and when that is the case I list all the items at the top, and then in my narrative below, I describe what happened on that day. And those are just a couple of things about my particular bucket list book, which uh, that's what I'm going to start calling it now. It's my bucket list book. Um, as it fills up with the journal entries, I can take those pages out and get a separate book to keep them in. And one thing that I will probably do once I have a lot of the items on my list completed is just personally, I like the look of a, a leather bound book that has blank pages as in no lines on them. They've been hand torn pages. The book has been stitched together uh, by somebody and I actually enjoy writing with a fountain pen Personally, for me, it forces me to slow myself down, slow down my thoughts uh, while I'm writing, and it helps me to keep my ideas organized. But <clears throat> I will probably eventually transfer uh, the items from my bucket list into another book, and it'll effectively become just that, a book. And at the beginning, I will leave several pages blank and I will list the items and they'll serve as a table of contents because the book I have now, 
I've got all these items, but I have, before I get to one that I have actually checked off and put a date beside for accomplishing, I've got to go down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten items before I get to the first one that I've actually accomplished. So by transferring it to another book at some point in the future, this would just allow it to be in order of the journal entries and the docu documentary uh, narratives. Now, I've been going on this a lot longer than I anticipated I would. I was expecting this to be a short 20, maybe 30-minute show. But let me know what your thoughts are on creating an outdoor bucket list. Send me some ideas that you might have if you didn't hear anything that you have on your list or that you're going to include on your list. Uh, if you have any disagreement with anything I said, cool, you're entitled to it. Shoot me an email. Let me know why. Let me know what it was. Let me know why. And again, as I mentioned at the very beginning, make sure that you're following us and you get notifications of when new episodes drop because we do have some good interviews coming up. I will have one that is anticipated to drop, if everything goes to plan, uh, over Thanksgiving break. We'll say Thanksgiving break for kids. They're out that Wednesday through Friday in most locations. But over that break, be looking for the new episode because we are going to be getting with, again, if everything falls into place, uh, with the Chattooga River Fly Shop. And they're going to uh, help me build a beginner's fly tying kit. So if you've ever wanted to build your own fly tying kit, but you don't want to go to the big box store and buy one that's already prepackaged because you've read everywhere on the Internet like I have, a lot of those tools are very low quality that won't last you or you'll never use them. Then be looking forward to that episode. And we're going to have a couple of different levels, hopefully, uh, working with them that we can let you know about Uh different types of tools for different price price points and interest in terms of specific flies and, and species that you want to target with the flies. But as far as that, that's it for the episode. Hope you guys have a great weekend and a great couple of weeks until we come back. Uh, keep it safe and enjoy life. And remember, if you can feel your God, feel your quiver with God in the great outdoors in some way, go ahead and do it. It'll only make you better.